Welcome to the Wild Tech Podcast. I'm Lissa Lizards. I'm Neptune and Chameleon. And, and we're, we're your Reptile, reptile girlies. girlies. This one's for the wild type of girls. Today is our very first Tuesday episode. Very Woo-hoo. excited. So make sure to follow us on socials, leave us a review, and look forward to episodes every single Tuesday. Yes, we're so excited. We're so pumped. It's yes. awesome. Post-launch. So, post-launch. Yeah, that's so weird. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, we have no idea how this is going. We're recording this like way in advance. We're just hoping this is going well. We're hoping y'all like us. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully some people are listening by this episode. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. But... Today, we have a very fun topic, especially for all our girlies. We are talking about the realities of being a girl in the reptile hobby. Yes, and it's no surprise. Actually, when I've been talking to people, they were a little surprised. No surprise to people listening, though, that this is a male-dominant Oh yeah, male dominant uh-huh. hobby. And people Big are like, time. really? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of dudes in the hobby. Yeah. There are a lot of girls, which is why we're doing this, yes. obviously. Yes. But it's definitely very male-centric in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. Very male-dominant. male, male dominant. So being a minority within the hobby, there's mm-hmm. definitely things that we notice, things that we deal with that can Tons, sometimes yeah. be a little difficult to, to navigate. So we wanted to talk about yeah. it. So what, what's one of the things that you've noticed? <sighs> one thing for me, and I feel like this is a lot of, a big one for a lot of female reptile keepers, and you probably have a lot to think about this as well, having only lizards, but... I personally didn't feel like I was taken super seriously in the hobby until I had an animal that was like deemed cool enough or intense enough or yes. scary enough or, or big or, enough. Yeah. Right. The size of the animal. Yeah. There's a little bit of street cred. So we go to reptile expos pretty often. Mm-hmm. And because we frequent a lot of the same expos, we know a lot of the same vendors. Oh, yeah. So we get into a lot of conversations and a lot of people will be like, oh, like, what do you keep? And it isn't until you say mm-hmm. that animal that has a little punch yep. behind it. We call it the cool kid card. Yeah. It gives you a little street cred. <laughs> it's not until you say that animal though. Mm-hmm. And then they're like oh yeah it's, you it's know almost, what you're doing yeah it's almost like if you only have a leopard gecko or you only have a bearded dragon like you're you're just or if you only have like a panther chameleon or yeah. a veiled chameleon or something like one of the quote-unquote beginner basic or beginner yeah i don't like the word beginner ever but commonly you know I mean. kept maybe that's a know? better term yeah yeah no, that's a stuff good that's commonly kept it's not until you get into like the cooler stuff that you start to get a little you bit get of, more respect yeah and it's like a reputation I, I just i don't love that <laughs> and i see it all the time because people are like oh you're a chameleon keeper or like what kind of chameleons do you have yeah. and i'm like oh panther chameleon and then i say a parsons chameleon and then their eyes get like yep super big and like that's my cool kid card uh-huh. and i'm like yeah it's a christopher parsons chameleon and they're like a what and then it's like this whole then it's this whole thing whole about thing. you have such a rare species and you're keeping it well and they're doing great and yes it's those kind of things and then you get that street cred yes so what is your cool kid card obviously my yellow anaconda tarzan Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah it was just such a difference when i got him and i i wanted him because i've always wanted a bigger snake that was yeah. literally the only reason i got him it wasn't i didn't get him with the intention of having street cred and thinking cool. about that <laughs> yeah it was more just i was obsessed with like they have the derpiest little eyes because they're semi-aquatic. So like their yes. eyes sit more on top of their head and I just, it, they looked frog-like and I wanted that and I wanted a bigger snake. So that's why I got it. But then once I started telling people in the hobby that I had a yellow anaconda, yeah. it was like, whoa, what? Like people were shocked by it. Yes. Yes. And being a lady keeper, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure like she used like 
if you don't know Alyssa's Lizard on TikTok, go follow her. But you've Thank got you. a pretty big following <laughs> on TikTok. Right. And that was before you even yeah. got, ta- oh, got, yeah. got Tarzan. <laughs> what would you say are like some changes you've noticed since getting him? I mean, I just feel like I'm respected more. And I feel like people, like literally I'll be walking around at expos and I will literally hear, I'll walk somewhere. And from like behind me, I will hear somebody yell, hey, Tarzan's awesome. And I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> Whoever Thank you, you are. <laughs> and so it's like, it's almost like, which is one of the cool parts about posting your animals online is like people yeah. start to recognize yeah, you for your pets, which is amazing. And I love sure. that. Um, but it is like, that was the thing that like, when I started making more videos with him and stuff, like a lot, those videos tended to get a lot more views and things like that. And so it's, it's just interesting how respect comes with the size of an animal, the rarity of an animal, or if it's venomous or not. I mean, that's a whole other category. Like, do you think guys have that same, same problem or same thing? Like they are, they're in a circle of, you know, other reptile keepers and they're like, Oh, like, what do you keep? And if the guy's only like, Oh, I I have 20 crested geckos, then they're like, ah, I don't know. I, I still feel like it's, we'll never know. We'll never know. Right. This is totally hypothetical, but I'm so curious. Like, is this unique to females in the hobby where like, we feel like we have to kind of establish some credibility and like, what about keepers who don't have those more difficult? I think it is a little bit. And I think some of that may just have to do with a little bit of the dynamics between like the differences in like guys and girls, because like, I know for women, uh, women are tend to be a little bit more cautious with things. Right. So like some, yeah, very, some very, calculated. very calculated, very specific, like a little bit more planned out. Like, you know, some guys are very organized, very planned out of course, but you know, it's, I think like for me personally, like I would never in a million years even consider getting a venomous species until I've like literally like talked to so many experts, so many mentors, taking classes on handling them. Like I have so many like criteria that I have to meet before I would be ready to take on a venomous species, which, and like credit to men. I mean, you know, they're a little bit more like quick to jump on those things, which I think is, you know, great, but I'm not going to do that. And I think somehow that translates a little bit to being like, oh, you can't do that. And it's like, no, I'm just, I'm just planning it out yeah. a little bit better. <laughs> like, you know, and so I just find that really interesting too. Yeah. And I've, I think too, as a hobby, I mean, mm-hmm. there's more and more female keepers, which is oh, yeah. fabulous. We're here for it. Obsessed with that. <laughs> here for it. But I think too, like what you're saying, that calculated methodical planning mm-hmm. that we've seen has taken reptile care oh to gosh. the next level because us as women, are being very calculated and mm-hmm. do want to do it our very, very best. We want the fully bioactive enclosure. Mm-hmm. We don't want the minimum enclosure size. Yeah. We want a well-bred animal and it's pushing We're the standards forward. Big time. And in general, women, obviously like not all women, but most women have like a natural instinct to like nurture and care for things. Mm-hmm. And I think that plays into it too of like, you know, we like are going to baby these animals and, you know, men do too, but it, it's just a little different with women. Yep. Yeah, I think this push that we've seen for these naturalistic, mm-hmm. bioactive, like fully planted enclosures, 
might be because I, of the ladies. I think it is. And I kind of know that for a fact because, um, so I actually, you know, obviously like I work with some reptile brands and things like that. I was that. hoping you were going to bring yeah. this up. I didn't want to bring it up because I was like, maybe this is hush hush. Like nah. on the DL, but I was like, I really hope she talks about this. I'm going to so bring it up. I'm so, so excited. I'm not going to say which brand, but I was working with a reptile brand and we were on a Zoom call and we were talking about this. We were talking about like how great it is trends, that there are yeah, so many more. Of being, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that they specifically let me know that they actually have data from the that basically in the last five to 10 years, they have actual data that has proven that there are, you know, the women in the hobby are growing and growing and they're becoming more accepted in the space and more, more and more women are getting into the hobby. And ever since then, literally the last five to 10 years, like almost exactly is when the standards started being pushed more quickly Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. further. Ladies for the win. It literally correlates, you guys. Like there's there's women and there's standards of care and it's going up. So I think that's freaking cool. I'm just obsessed with that. So So I think that's kind of one of the the perks of having ladies in the hobby. But something that people don't usually talk about is the struggles, right? And or the challenges. And one of the things is the isolation that comes with being a female in the reptile hobby. For sure. We're isolated in our hobby and we're isolated in our friend group Mm -hmm. because it's very difficult. We are incredibly lucky that we have each other. Thank God. (laughs) To to do this with, but like no one else in my friend group even Mm -hmm. remotely understands what it's like to be a reptile keeper and they can love me and support me and they're yeah, like they so do their, excited they for do me. their best like credit to our friends and family yeah, I mean, I mean like, they they're know amazing them by their names like when we catch up they're like yeah. oh like how's Neptune and da, da, da. and I, I love them to pieces for that of but they don't they don't get it so I don't have anyone in my friend group and then it's so difficult to find other female mm-hmm. keepers in the hobby so then yeah. you're just kind of on your island by yourself yeah. of just like I have this huge passion of mine and no one really gets it who's yeah. also a lady yeah right absolutely I mean that's like one of the biggest things too and it's like I like I've been lucky enough to make some female friends on online and through social media and all of that and it's an incredible opportunity but it is hard, especially because those yeah. friends that you do make, most of the time, they're not local to you. We got super lucky, but like they're not anywhere nearby. And, you know, having online friends is amazing, but it is just isolating. Yeah. And we do have a future episode coming out on like how you can make mm-hmm. friends in the hobby, like lady friends in particular. But we hope at the very least this podcast can be yeah. a community for our, like us and you guys and it's literally ladies, like at the like, top of our list of goals for this podcast is just to create a yeah. community either so in our comments in our dms hopefully we can create some kind of like you know setup or something for you guys to be able to communicate but we we want to we want to help facilitate so you're that. Not on the island by yourself yeah. there's at least a couple other people who are yeah. on the island with, with you, you because mm-hmm. we understand that it can be hard and I can't even think of the amount of times that I've gone into like our local reptile like shop and I'm the only girl oh, yeah. in in the store and like Big time. I, I work out and do weights and stuff and it's very similar to like when I'm the only girl in the, the free weight totally, section, yeah. right? And you're hyper aware. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, I am the only lady like, in this I gym feel right now. very alone. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not like a bad thing. I'm not no. being singled out, but I'm just very aware and mm-hmm. would feel more comfortable oh, yeah. if there were other ladies at the gym or at the reptile shop or something like that. And I just think that's, that's pretty special if we can try and foster that community. hundred percent. I mean, it, it just, there's something really, really special about that. One other thing that we've talked about before is the lack of older female, like mentor. So if we think like 
you got like Steve Irwin, right? Like oh, yeah. an grew OG, up on it, right? Grew like up on it. To me, one of the, one of the first, right, to mm-hmm. really be like a mentor and like a leader in the hobby. Yeah. And then you have this next generation of like you know guys who have been social media mm-hmm. gurus and we have pushed and paved the way yeah. for keepers in that sense. But there's very few, I feel like, female yeah. keepers. One that comes to mind is Snake Discovery. Yeah. Right. Huge. Like she's done amazing work. But beyond her, like, I don't think there are very many female keepers who are paving a path Mm -hmm. for the next generation. Like, who can we aspire to and look up to and be mentored by and... Well, and I I think that correlates a little bit, like we were talking about with the trends of like when more women were joining the hobby. And I think the reason there's a lack of those older women that we could go to for mentorship in this hobby is because we're a part of the generation that started of women that started joining the hobby. (laughs) So it's like our timing is just not the best. I know, but how cool (laughs) will it be in like the next five, 10, 15, 20 Mm -hmm. years Right. When we're like oh, old yeah. and wrinkly and still going to expos can't and wait. stuff, you know, but then like to have younger generations be like, oh, like I got into keeping because of Neptune the Chameleon or right. Alyssa's Lizards. Yeah. And I get those comments all the time and they warm my heart. Like mm. I got a chameleon because so of happy. you. That's so sweet. Right. Like, isn't that like, are we the ones who are like helping? I hope so. I mean, that's like all that I want. I mean, I, gosh, I mean, my, my mom sends me people all the time who are looking to like get into a reptile and she's like, talk to my daughter. She's great. She'll give you all the info. And a lot of the times there's young girls who are trying to get their first leopard gecko, get their first bearded dragon, whatever. And it just, I, I really, really hope that by the time those girls are a little bit older, that there are more and more women in the hobby like us, like many of our other friends online, like things like that. I, I just hope that there's more people for them because that would be so amazing. And it's something we didn't have the luxury of having. Yes. And I hope that for the future. And I think too, like reptile brands, right. Are also tone. Very, very. Industry like we are individuals. We are quote unquote influencers. Like we can do as mm-hmm. much as we can, but I feel like we also need the support of the brands. Absolutely. To kind of pave the way and kind of cater more towards a, yeah. a female market. And that's not saying I want packaging to have like, pink and purple on it you know <laughs> i mean that'd like, be cool i'm into right, it you know like <laughs> but but you know something that is a little more geared towards yeah absolutely female keepers you know and i will say there's more and more female employees working yes and i'm loving that brands. i'm yeah. loving that i've actually been in contact with several people recently women in the hobby that like we're friends with and i'm like I didn't even know you worked there. That's so cool. Like, I'm so glad that like there's more women working there. That's amazing. These brands are reaching out to Mm -hmm. us, right? And they're like, hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, do you have any ideas for any future products? Or like, hey, can you promote this, this thing, right? So I think that's been really cool to like have those partnerships with those brands and those relationships where we can start to, to weigh in and be like, oh, okay, well, like, have you thought of it? this way right you know have you yeah I mean and that's that's part of the benefit that we have in the hobby is like I hope that we can help steer things in that direction over time so but just naturally you know all the packaging is green red black you know just very dude centric right with very like bold heavy yeah like letters heavy fonts and and like all the you know ads and things are just like loud music like different which is great like there's nothing wrong with that here for it but there's a reason why our podcast is pink and purple yes. with girly flair yes. through the whole thing, right? But it's still reptile-y. Like, I yeah. feel like that's something that we wanted to embody. Absolutely. Is that, like, 
mix of the a mix of reptile uh, girliness. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So what is something that you're looking forward to the future? Like we've kind of talked current state, like when we are, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line and we're like, you know, old, yeah, old reptile keepers. Oh my God. We're so, <laughs> Little old ladies with our snakes so, and our chameleons. <laughs> yeah. So old news. I can't wait but for like, that. That's going to be fun. Well, like, what do you want to envision? I would love to see there be like more women owned reptile businesses. I mean, that would be so freaking cool. Like yeah. I would love to do like see There that. are quite a few female breeders. Like yes. when we when we do go to expos and talk Absolutely. to vendors. I will say they're usually gecko breeders. Yeah. Um I don't think I've seen very many like female snake breeders. Yeah, that's a great point. They've been mostly gecko yeah. breeders or chameleon breeders. I feel like all the ball python breeders are dudes. All of them. Ball dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. They've got balls. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's definitely okay. Well, we'll move past that one. But like, I think, yeah, exactly. See more female breeders. I think, I think more female cool. breeders, more female-owned businesses, more just and obviously like just more of a push towards the standard of care, which we're seeing, you know, hopefully we believe is coming from women and all yeah. of that. But I think in general, like if more women could get into breeding, you know, that would be so cool. Like I would love nothing more than to support female breeders when it comes to like yep. me getting new reptiles. I yep. mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. And I think just more representation, mm -hmm. right? Like in, so then when you have these new keepers coming in that they're like, Oh, like that, you know, that lady's keeping an anaconda, yeah. right? Like yeah. I, I can do that or, you know, whatever it is that makes people feel or even just included has, has them just like aspiring to do things like that. Like just having more women in the hobby in general is just going to further yep. that yep. And over time. Your friends are like, wait, you want to get a, a gecko that you feel like, yeah, like I'm going to, I'm going to get a gecko. Yeah. Right. And feeling like that's, that's an okay thing to do. Even when all your other girlfriends are like, what are you doing? Totally. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I told you that I wanted an anaconda, you were like, what? <laughs> uh yeah you're like yeah okay yep, yep but you know it's nice to have that support so absolutely absolutely well is there anything else you want to add or anything you want to say to like the future generations of female keepers keep pushing the limits keep pushing the boundaries like just go for what you want to do. If that, if you want to focus on geckos, focus on geckos. Yep. Don't make, don't let allow anyone to feel, to make you feel like you are less than because all you want to do is focus on geckos. Yep. Like you focus on chameleons. There's so much cool stuff about that. And, and it's just, it's an amazing focus. So it's like, don't allow like anybody in the hobby to ever make you feel like you have to go bigger. You have to get venomous. You have to do this. You have to do that in order to get that respect because at the to end me, of the day, you shouldn't respect comes from quality. hundred percent. If 100%. you can have this beautiful enclosure, mm -hmm. this healthy animal, even if it's just one single reptile, Absolutely. but it's living their best life. You have my respect from one keeper to another keeper way more percent. than someone who's got quantity or quote unquote cooler, cooler yep. animals. Like just do it well, mm -hmm. learn, enjoy. If that means you specialize, go for it. But what came into my mind was Nike, just do it right. Like if you're, if you're holding back out of fear of like, I don't know, like scrutiny from your friends are not feeling like you have a safe space. Like this is your safe space. Yeah. You like have we, a safe space. We like, will be here for you. This community will be here for yeah. you. And like, it's only going to get better from here. Mm -hmm. 
and do it boldly. You know, like don't like go to expos, be a part of the community, try to make friends. Wear your like tarantula shirt or your gecko shirt, right? Like, yes. uh. Like do it loud and proud because that is the only way to make other people, other women feel like they can have something to be a part of. Yeah, And no one wants to go through life as like a filtered version of themselves. Like the older I get genuine, authentically, truly focus on you, focus on you and and do exactly what you want to do. Absolutely. Couldn't have said better. (laughs) Big thanks to Pangea Reptile for the support of the podcast. They're one of the leading companies for reptile supplies, lizards, and their world famous gecko food. They just released their brand new micro feeding dishes made specifically for baby or micro geckos. These smaller dishes can be mounted to smooth surfaces and even branches and will help stop your gecko from getting food all over their enclosure. If you own a gecko, you know exactly how nice it'll be to not have to clean food paw prints everywhere. Head on over to PangeaReptile.com to check out these new micro dishes along with their other amazing products like their face packs for shipping, chameleon kits, and gecko food. We have some very exciting news in the chameleon world. Our friend Bill Strand from Camille Academy is officially working with Custom Reptile Habitats to launch a new line of arboreal cages. With his 40 plus years of experience working with reptiles, we just know these new enclosures are going to be next level. The first cages in the Chameleon Academy line even have special features specifically for bioactive environments. Both Bill and Custom Reptile Habitats are huge advocates for advancing reptile husbandry, so we are thrilled about these new enclosures. Visit chameleonacademy.com for more information. Dubit.com is a one-stop shop for all your reptile keeping needs. They of course sell dubia roaches, but also tons of other bugs like waxworms, hornworms, and black soldier fly larvae that can be shipped straight to your door. And if you haven't seen their PVC reptile enclosures yet, you're in for a treat. They have both arboreal and terrestrial enclosures at great prices, along with tons of other supplies. When you shop at Dubia, you're also supporting reptile rescues because they give away thousands of bugs and enclosures every year. Check out dubia.com and use code THEWILDTYPE10 to get 10% off any order of bugs or supplies. The discount code does not apply to enclosures. We want to thank Josh's Frogs for supporting the Wild Type Podcast. Josh's Frogs is an online animal and reptile supply retailer who you may see at your local expo. We always love stopping by their booth. They only sell captive bred animals and their sales support animal conservation and research. They offer a large variety of feeder insects for your pet reptiles and amphibians that will arrive right to your doorstep. A three-day life insurance policy is included making it so easy to feed your reptile nutritious bugs. So if you're looking for some crickets, use code THEWILDTYPE10 to save 10% on any sized crickets from joshersfrogs.com. All right, it is time to move into our next segment, which is blind ranking. So we're going to, like we've said before, all of these segments, we're going to do these kind of repeatedly every few weeks. So we are going to be blind ranking different things. And today it is Disney movies. Yes. So how this is going to work is I have a list of five Disney movies. She has a list of five Disney movies and you don't know my list and I don't know Mm -hmm. your list. So you have to rank them one to five, one being the best, five being the worst without knowing what other What's movies coming next. are coming next. And you exactly. can't change it once you rank once it. Once it's locked in, it's locked in. So we'll we'll see how this goes. So I'm, I'm probably gonna be disappointed. <laughs> I know. I, I have some I have some I have some good ones. I also think you kind of have to explain your your rationale. I do, I do a little bit. So I specifically went for Disney movies that are a little more obscure, but were crucial to my childhood. Okay. I went for more like classics yes ones that everyone's gonna know okay so there's a possible chance that she might not even know one or two of mine oh my gosh i really hope i do i really hope you do i quite frankly i might be a little bit disappointed in our friendship if you don't know these because these were no pressure (laughs) 
<laughs> no pressure. These were so crucial to my childhood. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready for first the first one? one? Yeah, I'm nervous. Okay. James and the Giant Peach. Oh, okay. You were old school. I know. <laughs> okay. I thought that movie was kind of creepy. It totally was. That's why I liked it. <laughs> like the concept of like yeah. James and the Peach is like a whole thing. Plus oh, all right. the like yeah. characters were like super awful. I'm pretty sure I also read the book oh, as a kid. Like I think see, it was I didn't required even for book. school. Oh, yeah. I would have liked to have read that. I was and a big reader. Maybe you're really looking good for one. something to do in your free time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> pick up the book. Uh, okay. So as far as the ranking, so this is the first one. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of going in clean slate. I'm going to put it number four. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Number two, we have Flubber. Oh, with Robin Williams? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. That's like... I know. It's a really good one. <laughs> that's Disney? <laughs> yeah. I, I literally had to look it up because I wanted to triple confirm that all of these were Disney. Oh my gosh. Flubber? Oh, I love Robin Williams. I know. And He's literally my favorite. And the flying car. I know. Man. I know. I, I literally... I was the kid that like if there was an iconic little thing from a movie or whatever, I wanted it. I wanted it in my hands. Yeah. Which I is probably why I like flubber. reptiles. <laughs> I know. Okay. Every, we all dreamed of having our own flubber. I'm thinking of putting flubber like one or two, but I feel like I have to save my number one spot yeah. for like we've got three more movies, so I'm gonna put flubber number two. Okay, dang, that's pretty. It's that's, a really good it's, movie. It's a, it's a fabulous. If you haven't seen it, you have to go watch it. It's a classic. Was it 90s? I think it was. Or, like, I think it was yeah, late 90s. 90s yeah. yeah, I'm just thinking okay. the movie quality. I, I know, right? Yeah, and <laughs> the clothing. Yep. I'm like, I think mm-hmm. it was 90s. I'm pretty sure it was. All of these, I'm pretty sure, are 90s. Early 2000s. Um, okay. Okay. Next. Um, next one. Next one. We have Treasure Planet. <gasps> it's my favorite. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have seen Treasure Planet more times than I can count. Oh, now yeah. that you said Flubber, there was Murph, the little pink I, oh, blobby guy. I about Murph. Oh my God. I was, was obsessed like, with him. I was, was so like obsessed Flubber's with him. cousin, basically. Yeah, yes. Like, I, which is probably why I liked Flubber and Treasure Planet. Dang, why can't do I'm me so, like that? I'm sorry. I told you they were good. I warned you. Because <laughs> now I only have I have one, three, and five left. Yeah. I personally find Treasure Planet to be easily like one of the most underrated Disney movies. Oh, it is a fabulous, fabulous Incredible movie. Incredible movie. No. So like, I don't know about you because you grew up with multiple siblings. I grew mm-hmm. up with multiple siblings. And when that happens, then it's just kind of like whatever movie everyone can agree oh, upon yeah. is what you watch. Which is rare. <laughs> Treasure Planet was one of those movies that, that me and my everybody siblings, would agree on. Yes, oh, and so we watched that. it like all the time. Yeah. I, and, I mean, I watched it over and over and over. And again the soundtrack is a banger. Yes. Like there's some hits, absolutely in Treasure Planet. Mm-hmm. There's one in particular I can't remember what it's called, but I love that. I love that song. I'm like, is Treasure Planet one or three? It's certainly not five. Not putting that. Certainly five. not five. But like, what else could be number one? Oh man. Okay, we're doing it. Treasure Planet, number one. Dang. All right. Okay. You're going to do me dirty, aren't you? I'm, I'm not that dirty. <laughs> Let's All right. hear it. Okay, I've got... What do I have left? Two more. I don't know. What were my spots? Three and five. Three and five. Or empty. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. The Rescuers. Specifically, The Rescuers Down Under. Oh, that was a great movie. I know. Joanna the Lizard. Is, is okay so it was down under the lizard and then the originals yes. with the crocodile mm-hmm. yep. is out okay yep. and i love both but i specifically chose down under because of joanna the lizard yes is that the one with the bald eagle 
Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. I'm like, the I just golden, had a, the golden bald eagle. I just had a bald yes. eagle pop in my mm-hmm. head. Yep. And the kid flies on it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, okay. So I think my favorite is the original, like number one. It's so good. Rescuers. Yeah. So for that, I'm going to put it at That's fair. number five. Okay. I'll give it that. Okay. I, I, I think you're going to be pretty happy with your rankings. Okay. All right. Your last one. Hook. Oh, another, another Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. He's in I that know. too. I know. I watched that on VCR. No way. Yeah. I, I probably did too, actually. Now that I think about it, I'm sure I It was did. one of those movies that we didn't have on DVD. It was yeah. only on VCR. So when yeah. we tossed our VCR machine, we also tossed <gasps> Hook. Oh my gosh. Literally, I Hook was hands down my favorite movie as a kid. Hands down. Like, oh my gosh. I can't even expect the food fight. The food fight in yes, that, that was, was good one too. the best scene. Ugh. Okay. So that would be number three. That was your last one. Three. Okay. So we've got Treasure Planet, then Flubber. Then What was the Hook, first movie? Then Hook. Then, oh gosh, why am I blanking on my own movies? What was the first one? My my brain just went completely blank. Please hold. Please hold. I have them written down. It, was, it feels like so long ago. It feel, James and the Giant Peach. Oh, yes. <laughs> it does feel so long ago. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Okay. James and the Giant Peach. Okay, yeah. and then the rescuers. Okay, would, is that how you would rank them? Or you would say hook number one? I probably would say hook number one, then Treasure Planet, then Flubber Rescuers or James and the Giant Peach. I think I would have James and the Giant Peach as five. Oh, actually, yeah. Okay, yeah. So rescuers down under four, James and the Giant Peach five. Okay, pretty good lineup. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. And I knew every single one of those I'm, movies. I'm, so, so I'm hyped about that. That I'm excited about. I just about. earned myself some friend brownie points. She did. She did. She did good. I'm proud. Yes. Okay. <laughs> my turn. So mine are all cartoon yes, animated classics. movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I wrote mine down. So, okay. First up, Tarzan. Oh, God. You can't. That's not fair. I can't. Mm-hmm. This is strategic. You got one through five. You know I'm obsessed with that soundtrack. It is my number one favorite soundtrack literally so uh, random funny story but that soundtrack got stuck in my family's cd player in our car oh, back in the day told me this. and yes. so it got stuck in there and so my family would listen to that on re- because it, we didn't have a choice it was tarzan Some or nothing so good the best soundtrack so okay oh my god that's so not fair um we are gonna put that i think at number two okay that feels solid to me. We'll see. Oh, God. We'll see. This sucks. I hate this. I don't like this see? game. <laughs> it's fun to be on this side, not on, not on that uh, side. Okay. Okay, next up, we've got Cinderella. Oh, honestly, I'm so not a princess girly. I don't care. Five. Five? Five. Just straight? Not even with the cute little Gus Gus? I don't care. I was never a Cinderella gal. Mm-mm. little Gus Gus? Nope. Gus Gus is cute, but he doesn't, he's not that great. All right. I feel pretty comfy about five. I got to be honest. Cinderella, Cinderella. So sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry, guess. Next, <laughs> Moana. Oh, okay. I love Moana. I really love Moana. Um, I'm gonna feel pretty comfy about that at three. Three. I think three. Also, the Moana soundtrack. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. 
my grandma like she has a lot of movies and she was telling me she's like i was really surprised by moana no, she's was like great. i don't think i was gonna like it but i liked it it so. was great especially as like a girl who i mean i think half of us female reptile keepers probably grew up wanting to be marine biologists and then realizing how unrealistic or that is like the oddball in your village yes. you know like but but that's what i mean like i i was obsessed with like water and sea creatures and yeah. all of that as a kid so i i loved that the little okay. like because we were talking about flubber and then the little um pink murph guy the wave yes, in moana is like very flubber vibes it, it totally has flubber that's a great point something i've never mm-hmm. thought about mm-hmm. interesting the okay. little wave has like so much personality yeah, it does yeah okay number four toy story og original mm, the only thing i loved about i love i really loved about toy story is the dinosaur i'm so are sorry are you kidding i haven't me even right seen now? i haven't even seen all of them you lost friend points <laughs> I gained some and you lost some. That's going to go out quick four. Yeah. What? I'm so sorry. <laughs> you have to remember that you are so much more of a Disney cartoon I girl than am. I am. I picked this ranking. I was like, we're doing <laughs> Disney movies. And I was so excited. Really? So sorry to disappoint. That's going to be a number four. Like Mr. Potato Head or like. No, I mean, I love them. They're all great characters. I just, that wasn't one that I was obsessed with. Okay. Yeah. So do I only have my number one spot now? Yep. Shoot. You're going to be very sad. Oh. Because you know what the last movie is? Oh. Snow White. I hated Snow White. <laughs> I don't like Snow White. But I only put that in there and I put uh, it as the last one to see what you had left to work I with. I literally was never a fan of Snow White. Yeah, I don't really like Snow- Her singing I found kind of I, annoying. Okay. If I had it my way and I could change the rankings, Snow White and Cinderella would both be at the bottom. The only princess that I was obsessed with as a kid was Ariel. Mm. Oh, yeah. I could put Little Mermaid in here. That would have been number one. I did want some um, like Disney princess like Yeah, yeah. You've got to have some classics in there. I'm just not a fan. Okay. So your options, if you were to re-rank them, Tarzan, (sighs) Cinderella, Moana, Toy Story, Snow White. I would bump Tarzan up to one. Tarzan would be one. Mm -hmm. Then Moana. Then Moana. Toy Story. Yeah. Cinderella, Snow White. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That would for sure be mine. If I were to rank it, I'd have Tarzan, Toy Story, Moana, Cinderella, then Snow White. Yeah. Is how I would do it. That's a pretty good one. But I really like Toy Story. Toy Story's just all right to me. It's, it's okay. The second one's really good. Okay. I will say the second one is better than the first, in my opinion. I love the second one. With Jesse. Yes. All the, I, yeah. I will say I am, if it was Toy Story 2, I might have ranked it higher. Mm-hmm. No, we're going OGs yeah. with this one. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. We have very different vibes of I know. movies. I know. I mean, I'm not surprised. I know you're such like a Disney cartoon movie girl. Yeah. Like that is your vibe. It's so nice. She not texted mine. me while we were picking these and she's like, are we doing like cartoons or like anything goes? So I was I like, I wanted to know if I could fit my Robin Williams movies in there. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> anything goes. But like all of mine are cartoons. And I was like, cool. I'm going to do a few that aren't, <laughs> but they are going to be heavy robin williams <laughs> no they're good robin williams are yeah aladdin Classic. oh my gosh aladdin i didn't even think to add aladdin mm-hmm. oh yeah you're just in like all robin williams mm-hmm. uh, literally <laughs> easily movies. could have easily it's like don't tempt me i would ah so good so good <laughs> well i think that wraps it up we do have so. future rankings in store yeah. like you mentioned for future episodes mm-hmm. but that wraps this up yeah be sure to catch us every tuesday you've got lissa's lizards neptune and chameleon of course you can follow the podcast at the wild type podcast yeah. Be Leave sure to subscribe. Yep, review, subscribe, yeah. like it, thumbs up it, all that good stuff. Always, we'll catch you in the next one. Talk See to you later, ya. reptile girlies. Bye. Bye.